Welcome to Bearland Topic, podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. And yes, we know it's been a little bit of time, but thank you for being patient with us. I am VA and I'm here with Tim. Hello. Hi, Tim. Hi. It's just me. Tim. Yes, it's just Tim. Jeff had a rough night last night being a dad. That's going to happen. And then Nick was just like, I have no time this week. Woo! So that's fine. (laughs) Basically. And I, you know, I was just like, you know, I just want to get back on track. And Tim was like, I'm ready to roll. Let's go. So, yeah. So we're going to pretend. Yeah, we're going to pretend we weren't talking about um, football for the last hour. (laughs) I had to think about what we actually (laughs) talked about. (laughs) <laughs> during this podcast and i'm like it's not football <laughs> hi boomer <laughs> yeah so like so we got all of that out of our system but i'm sure that it will creep back because that's just how it is i mean yes always. I, did, I didn't even talk about the dumb dumb move by the uh the bills to try to go for a kick the game is online oh. and you have a bills kicker never ever go for the kick also that might have been the worst field goal attempt i've ever seen in my life that thing took a right turn like 90 degree angle like i i have never like at no point was that kick good ever at no point (laughs) it was astounding how bad it was uh so all right we're we fully got it out of our system now (laughs) that was it (laughs) but anyway uh, yeah, so we're here to talk about the Bruins, and uh, wow, I got to tell you, there's a lot to talk about. It totally is. I got to open up my phone, but let's just do a quick review, because the last time we put out an episode, and I put it out way too late, but the last time we recorded on the night that they were playing the Vegas Golden Knights, and they ended up losing that game in overtime, two to one, two would be the Vegas Golden Knights, and then... The Saturday after they scraped by, they eked out a win against St. Louis again in overtime. They won four to three. And then thankfully, mercifully, the Bruins now have been home for several games. They were having a five game homestand. And I'm just going to quickly go over the fact that they played last Monday, the 15th. They play against the New Jersey Devils, and that was a shutout win, 3-0. I think it was like the second shutout for Swayman this year so far. So that was good. I think that's right, yeah. But really, the three key wins of like the last week are the ones that I really want to talk about. So are you ready, Tim? I am ready. All right, so... Last Thursday, they played the Carolina. No, let's try that again. The Colorado Avalanche came into town. And if you remember correctly, the Bruins did not win that first game against the Avalanche. They took him to overtime and they ended up losing in a shootout to, Colum- uh, to Columbus. Ah, let's try that again. It's Colorado. <laughs> they lost <laughs> three to four against uh the avalanche so abs come back into town 
and the only player I think that the Avs were missing was Nikushkin. Is that who it was? Nikushkin. Uh, who has taken a personal leave. I don't think there was something that was too much fundamentally different about the Avs this time around. So it was a close game shot-wise between the Avs and uh, Bruins. Like, Avs had 32, Bruins had 31. But the Bruins started this game on time. Yes. I mean... 44 seconds in, David Pasternak scores his 27th goal. Fantastic. Loved it. And then Jakob, or Jacob Lauko, who has had a monkey on his back for a long time, had not scored at all this season. Some four plus minutes later, he scores his first goal from uh, from Lindholm to Kiki to him. So fantastic. Love it. Love to see that happen. Now, remember Miles Wood? Oh, I wish I I wish I could forget him. I know. I know. We know that he uh, we we have long talked about Miles Wood and how like he's from the area and we thought, "Oh god, they're going to sign him. They're going to sign him." And then they never they never traded for him. They never signed him. He went to the Avs. So, whew. uh but Miles Wood is a Bruins killer. He has been virtually his own whole career. In fact, he might not have been in that first game. I don't really remember him being in that first game. But he scored, not even three minutes later, to make the score 2-1 to one in favor of the Bruins. And then to finish out the, the, the period, Jake DeBrusque got his 10th goal. Remember when we were talking about Jake DeBrusque having problems scoring? And he's been heating up ever since Christmas break he has he has so he made it three one at that point and so then the second period the only score was uh was mckinnon and well it's gonna happen if you can if you can stop him from having multiple goals you do uh so then the third period bruins took over again this time we had a power play goal by uh pasta making it his 28th goal of the season uh, at 17.24, so it was very late in the game. And then Pasta finished up his hat trick. He certainly did. With yeah. the empty netter. With the empty netter with 22 seconds to go. It's beautiful to see the Bruins close out a game. It's beautiful to see them make sure that Pasta got another hat trick this year. It, it's just, it's it's lovely because we've been, the things we've been talking about, Bruins can't close out games. Bruins take a dumb penalty late in the game and make it a disadvantage to them. And thankfully they didn't do that in this game. I'm pretty sure that at that point they had six skaters on against them. I'll have to just take a look at the time on ice here real quick. Yeah. Georgiev was off the ice at that point. So yeah. So basically, okay, that was a good win. Five to two against a team that is very strong in the central division. Yeah. It's it's definitely nice to see uh the Bruins close out a win against a quality opponent like the Carolina Columbus Colorado Avalanche. It's really good. <laughs> 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 uh. 
<laughs> I see a C and I just have to <laughs> I'm old. I have to go through the, the oldest of names. <laughs> I don't know why. I just see C O L on like Columbus. But I kept saying Carolina. It makes no sense. Um yeah, it, it's it's just good. It's good to see them close out that win. Um and I think they only had two penalties in the game, maybe. So, like, that's positive. They didn't take any real stupid penalties, I don't think. So, yep, I'm going to just take a look real quick. I mean, I looked before, but I didn't see what I was. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, Oscar Skeen was early in the first. And then um, Charlie was late in the second. So, yeah, two, only two penalties. They had three against us. So, yeah, it all worked out very well. Um, and I, I love seeing Jake heat up a little bit. Jake, give us a goal a game. I'd love that. Yeah, that'd be great. You know, um, Jake is, you know, earlier in the season, we were talking about how he has strengthened his two-way game. You know, he's out there for penalties. Uh, you know, he's out there yeah, trying to kill those penalties. He's out there. Doing the good stuff in the the dirty areas to, you know, get the puck free and all of that. So it's good that he's being rewarded for all of that good stuff by getting by by getting some goals now. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And foreshadowing, I mean he would that would carry on to the uh, next game as well. Oh yes. You want to tell us about that game? Oh, wait a minute. Nope. Sorry, let's talk about that game together because I was at that game. Oh, you were? You know who else was at that game? Adam Ramage, oh. our listener from Australia. Hey. Yep. He picked an excellent game to go to. He oh, certainly man. did. I, I would have known. I would have made it a point to say hi to him. I'm so sorry. Oh, it's okay. You didn't want to meet me. I was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very sober mess, but I was a mess. Uh, you know, going to Bruins games is always an adventure. And, you know, sure. so, so the, the people who are sitting right next to me, mother-daughter uh, tandem, the mom was a Habs fan. She raised her daughter right, who's a, a Bruins fan. Um, and I'm talking, the mother was an elderly lady and the woman, uh, her daughter is probably my age or maybe a little older. I don't know. I always think that people are more or are, are older than I am because they act more mature. <laughs> Fair. So anyway, although, you know, she, she you know, some F-bombs. I'm like, okay. But there was somebody down the road from us who was just having, he and his girlfriend were just so full of negative energy. They made it seem like the Bruins couldn't do anything right. And then the girlfriend turned around to have some fight with somebody, some rose up from us. And she is shouting filth, like real filth. And I was just sitting there like, oh, fantastic. Okay. Yeah. So like there were just like <laughs> intermission would happen. And I'm like, I need a break. <laughs> and we'd just go that's sit fair. at the, the bar that's behind the section. It, it's a bar that must be open during like Celtic games or something like that. But it's not. It doesn't tend to be open during the games that we go to. I don't understand it, but that's okay. It just gave us a place to go hang out. So that was fine. 
So anyway, ah, well, I'm glad I, that was a great game for Adam to go to. Yeah. To start off, you had the honoring the 88 team that broke the jinx against the uh, Montreal Canadiens, you know, because the Habs used to win everything and then they showed vulnerability. Bruins capitalized on that. So that was good. Two, I don't think there were too many empty seats. I know that Jack likes to brag about, you know, how every game is a another uh, sold out thing, but sold out and having everybody's butts in seats are two different things. Yes, people came to see that game. There were lots of people. There was a really fun, rowdy atmosphere, especially once the Bruins took over the game, because it wasn't a given that the Bruins were going to take over this game because the Habs fought back. And can I just tell you, Brendan Gallagher looks old now. He does not have his youthful charm. He has a mustache and it makes him look a little weird. Oh, geez. Well, you know, it's like I when I think about Brendan Gar- Gallagher, I think of the comparisons to Marshy, right? They both right. are pests. I don't know. They have a certain youthful air about them, I guess we'll say. When Gallagher was looking for a new contract, his comparable was Brad. They had a similar game at some point. I really don't know what Gallagher's game's like that much anymore, but I know he wasn't too happy about one of the goals that was scored <laughs> against them, so that was fun. Uh, that's true. I'd say I'd say Marshy's definitely kind of overtaken him, though. I mean, obviously, points-wise, he's got. I think he's like... He might have double the points in his career that Gallagher has. Well, yeah. I mean, Marcy's had some good years, but he's also been on a team that's been just all the more successful than the Habs have been. That's true, too. It's just the truth. You're going to get more goals when you're on a more successful team if you're at least playing up to your potential and more. And I think I think Marcy's actually overachieved on his potential and is just purely hard work. So I'm not, look, I love Marshy. I don't need to get into another thing about how much I love Marshy. So let's talk about this game. It was a wild game. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, uh, back and forth until it wasn't. Oh yeah. Um, it was, it was a real roller coaster for a while. Yeah. Until like the Bruins kind of took over in the third period and just said, we're going to score all the goals. <laughs> the, oh my God. So, Something kind of crazy about this game that I've never seen before. Out of the entire Bruins lineup, so this includes forwards and defensemen, only two players didn't register a point. And that was Patra and Forbert. Everyone else had at least one point in the game. Isn't that kind of crazy? It is. It is. I wouldn't necessarily expect Forbert to get on the score sheet myself sure because most of his time is going to be taken up with penalty kill minutes which i don't i'll take a look at that in a minute but yeah um but patra yeah i mean he's had a little bit of a rough go since he's come back yeah he has he's um, not a little bit i think he's he's uh hit a little bit of a wall and that's not unusual Personally, I think that he could benefit from maybe 
you know, a game or two on the uh, ninth floor, and maybe Beecher coming up for a game or two mm. um, from Providence. I think that could be beneficial for him because maybe that's all he needs. You know what I mean? Like he's young; he's nineteen years old. Like, like you can't expect him to be a top line winger right away. But I think so. I think I think he might benefit from that because, like, you can't you can't send him down to Providence. Nope. And so he's here for 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 the rest of the season. He's going to be here. So I think that maybe he'd benefit from that. And maybe let's let's just give get Beecher back up. I miss having Beecher up here. Um, as as much as I enjoy uh this and my Swedes, I'd, I'd I'd like to see Beecher back up. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that Beecher was sent down because I it totally escaped me. I just could not. I, I, I guess I just wasn't looking at the news that day. As for whether or not they can recall Beecher, I'm not sure. Because to just simply sit Patra with the salary cap the way it is and, you know, I don't know oh, if you have yeah. to be an emergency recall. Uh, this is where I wish Jeff were here right now. But, uh, you know, I'm just putting that out as a possibility. So the Bruins, like many other teams, are very tied up against the cap right now, which is why you'll see paper transactions on off days of players being sent down to Providence in quotations so that they don't have to keep that cap money on the on the books because it accrues every day. So anyway, so I'm not really sure about that. I was actually curious as to why they sent Beecher down because he had a really good, I mean, he was like second in the team on faceoff percentage. And if yep. you've been looking at those percentages for this team, they've been rough. There is no heir apparent to Patrice Bergeron right now. <laughs> yeah, he was second to Zaka. So, um, so that was, that. it was kind of disappointing to see that. But, you know, again, maybe Beecher hit a wall and they thought he'd spent, he have a little time in Providence uh, and that would help him. But also I think they wanted to get a good look at Bokepist because he was down in Providence and it, they couldn't keep, they couldn't justify keeping both of them up. So um, we'll see. I mean, they might see what they get from Bokepist and be like, okay, well we can send him down, bring up Beecher. Who knows? But I understand what you're saying with Patra. I know that they wanted to do what they thought was good for him and what would make him happy was you know, doing the juniors championship uh, over the Christmas break and such, but I don't think it's really benefiting him in the long run right now. Yeah, maybe it's not right now. I think it was good for him to get games in and play because when you're young, um, the only way to really to grow your game is to play games and uh, get reps and the world juniors while it's not NHL competition, there's a lot of guys in the in that in that tournament that are going to be playing in the NHL. So I think that it was good. It's good to get reps, but it just doesn't seem to be translating to his game right now. Doesn't mean it won't the rest of the year, but right now it's just not. Right, his situation is not static, so we'll see how he performs in upcoming games but he has been one of those guys that i really have to look and see what he's doing on the ice instead of just having having to know it uh, know what he's doing so 
uh, because of being on the score sheet and stuff. But anyway, let's get to this game. Yeah. You know, halfway through the period, the first period, no score. And then, boom, have score on the power play. And it was disappointing because I'm used to our kill being so strong. But, eh, what are you going to do? So, I believe that McAvoy and Lindholm were on the ice for that one. Not that I'm laying blame or anything. I'm just saying it wasn't the Forbert-Carlo combo. (sighs) Which, obviously, I love, you know. And then, okay, so yes, we forgot to even mention, I mean, you did mention that Forbert was in. This was the game that all three of Carlo, Ulmark, and uh, Forbert were back. Uh, As it turns out, because last time we were talking about uh, Carlo's injury, we didn't know what it was. It was a concussion because he stated that he got hit in the head. He went down to the room and he vomited. So, yeah, concussion. That's not good. No. I don't don't like that. And what's that? Is like sixth recorded concussion or something like that? Something like that. I worry for my boys to boys. I do. I do. Um... Anyway, yeah, so he he had that. I I mean, I hope he got some time to visit with his family. You know, he got to stay yeah. in Colorado for a little bit and just visit with his family or something because that could not have been fun to get a concussion then. So my boys to boys, scores. He just swoops in, scores. And I'm just sitting there like, what? Who was that? It was him. It was him. It was him from Freddie and Loco. Like, yay! Yeah, so then, you know, the scoring continued 15 minutes in. Uh, this time, even strength, Joel Armia, who is finished, by the way. Did you know that? I did not. I would I not did. have guessed that. No, that name just doesn't scream Finland to me, but he's Finnish. Um, and he finished this one off. Uh, hey I was going to say it if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my God! So boring. Sean Monahan had two assists on, on the first two goals here. Ugh. He did. He did. And then, oh, he had one on all on the first three. Yeah. God. Yeah, but not the last one they scored. Thankfully. Oh, no, that was of... Harvey Pinard. What a name! Yeah, what that's a... that. He sounds like an old detective that would be in Quebec in 1865. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he is on the case. <laughs> He's on the case. Oui, oui. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so now um, 18-10 in game time. Jake DeBrus from James Van Riemsdyk. It was the 21st assist for Van Riemsdyk. He's having quite a year. He is. He's having a good year. He's very good at net front, net front presence, which I said early. Uh, But this goal was the flukiest damn goal. I mean, okay. The only way I can describe it is Jake saw this sliver of daylight between Montembeau and the pipe. That's all it was because he just he slapped that puck up and it just trickled right through and well into the goal. 
Yeah. Like, holy crap. And then, not even a minute later, Danton Heinen would score the, score the first of many of his goals on this night. Not saying what happened as a result, just saying first of many, right? First of many. First of many. Even strength from Grizzlick and McAvoy. Beautiful. Beautiful. It was not the most beautiful goal that he had, because that would be the second goal, which we will talk about. Yes. Okay, so then to start, so so the Bruins end that period uh, leading three to two. Not great, not terrible, but good to have a lead. It was good to see them close out the period, you know, with that Correct. goal. Loved it. And then starting the second period, we gave them another power play and they scored on it. And the right matheson oh boring sean boring sean again boring sean monahan again and then their captain nick suzuki i don't have any problem with suzuki but you know he's a hab that's the only problem i have with him now i'm just trying to think matheson i was he the guy who early in the first period was like getting really handsy with uh with pasta and and just like doing stuff and i was just like fuck you fuck that guy uh, because yeah, that guy. He, yeah take your hands off pasta he's our baby boy he's our precious sweet angel stop it um yeah so okay fine now the score is three three it's tied up it's stupid denton heinen comes in on one knee snipes that baby and we're at four yeah three. oh my god from the swedish from the swedish connection from the swedish connection of Lindholm to Bodquist. Yes. There you go. Uh, I like to call them the Swedish House Mafia. Because <laughs> oh. I call all, any group of, of Swedes the Swedish House Mafia, which is a, a EDM group. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, and they had this one video. They, they have this song. It's called, I think, Save the World Tonight. And the video is dogs saving the world. It's awesome. Hell yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All dogs, big dogs, small dogs, puppies, all of them. They saved the world that night. Uh, and then uh, Charlie Coyle gets on the scoreboard for himself. Even strength, 1135. Makes the score. Uh, oh, Heine made it 4-3. He made it 5-3. And then in what is... Going to be the last goal for the Canadians. 13-19, even strength. Brendan Gallagher. And oh, 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 Harvey Bernard. Harvey Bernard. Wow, Brendan Gallagher only has eight goals. That's not yeah. a lot. Nope. It's not. No, no. So, um, and he, he just looks kind of like um, he's seen better days. He should shave off that mustache. It's terrible. Um, so yeah, so the, you know, unfortunately Bruins didn't score anymore in that second period. That was fine. They still were taking a five, four lead into the second intermission, but then the third period was all theirs. Yeah. They absolutely owned the next period. Oh, I have to say one notable thing in the second period before we move on, Josh Anderson and Trent Frederick. I don't think that Freddie won that fight, but I was happy that he got into it with Josh Anderson because Fuck to quote guy. myself during the game, 
fuck that guy. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand Josh Anderson. I don't like how he wind his way out of Columbus. You know, because basically it's like anybody who's wind their way out of Columbus, I'm like, uh, fuck you. David Savard did the same thing. He's also on the Habs. Um, We'll go to their zoo now. Like, like, come on. (laughs) He was like, I want to go closer to home. So he went to Tampa Bay first and then he went with the Habs. And then, oh, oh, the ultimate baby, Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, who got sent to Winnipeg. He's like, I don't like Winnipeg either. And then now he got traded to the, the Kings. Let's find a reason to hate being on the Kings other than that they kind of suck. Okay, sure. Whatever. Also, I wouldn't want to live in LA, but that's me. Yeah, uh, no. I don't want to live there. It's fine to visit, I guess. I don't want to live there. But anyway, so I don't think that Freddie won that fight. But... I'm glad that he picked the fight or he didn't pick the fight because Josh Anderson got the instigator for it. That's right. So I'm glad that he fought him because fuck that guy. And also Josh Anderson's been on my shit list ever since he cut, he cut one of my boys, Sean Crowley in the face off during the, um, what was it? The 2019 series against uh, Columbus. The, after they beat the, the, uh, lightning you know so there was a face oh, off okay. and it was in columbus and they cut sean he cut sean sean crowley with his stick under his eye right and then he wouldn't own dick. up to it and he wouldn't fess up to it yeah dick exactly dick move from a dick player fuck that guy so yeah so that happened in the second period so you know freddie's always happy when he gets a fight always always happy Okay, yes. so now the third period. You know, I'm not even going to give you times. I'm just going to tell you. Pasta for his 30th. Marshy for his 20th. Zaka for his 10th. And that was his 100th goal of his career. So they, they collected that puck. Okay? Okay. And then the best thing ever. It was middle of the third period. They have a power play. They don't know what's going to happen from now on, uh, then on. But they put Danton Heinen... On the power play, right in front of the net. That's where his position is supposed to be. And what do you think happens, Tim? I think he gets the old Hattie. He gets the old Hattie. Yes. There's a Danton Heinen hat trick. I was so happy because it was his first one. His 450th game, his first hat trick. Love, love going to a game and seeing our team have somebody have a Hattie. Right? Yeah. Two games in a row with Hatties. Fantastic. Crazy. Crazy. You know, he picked a hat pretty much right away. And good for him. He got it uh, from Geeky and Shattenkirk. You love to see the team just be like, get him out there. Get him out there. We want him to have the hat trick. Monty, his old coach at Denver, probably was like, get out there, Heine. You go do that, right? I don't Probably. think there's anybody who's happier to be on this team right now than maybe Danton Heinen. And he had to work for it. And he had to be patient. And he's not the same Oh, he player. certainly did. He's not the same player he was when he was traded away. So he's got a lot of different experience. Yeah, I'm happy for him. I'm happy that he's having a good year, too. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy because, like, Heinen was always the uh, the subject of many fights amongst 
fans of the Bruins and the trade itself when he was traded away. Also, the subject of many a fight, whether you agree or disagreed with it, um, depending on your stance. But I'm glad he's having a good year, and I'm good for him. He deserves it, and it was fun to see uh, someone different get the hat trick. Yes, yes, it was. It was very fun to see that. You know, um, this year I've been very lucky. I've gone to two games where there were actually two games within the span of like um, six weeks that were Hatties. I was there for Marshy's hat trick and then there for Denton Heinen's hat trick. Two hat tricks I've never seen because I'm usually there for a pasta one. So, yeah, it's good yeah. to see it. It's good to see hard work get paid off. You know, I think uh, Heinen's good and glad to be playing under his former college coach. You know, I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why he was why he st stuck around was that Montgomery absolutely knows what he has in a player for, you know, Heinen. If it wasn't playing under him, uh, it was being able to see him in three games last year when the Penguins played them. So he knows what, what he has and it's good to see that it's working out for him. He was, he probably would have had other offers, but everybody was tight this year because of the cap only going up like what a million so yeah it was tough but uh heinen has his eighth goal and a hat trick he does. so it was good to see that so yes the bruins won nine to four we nine we wanted four. them to score 10 it was fun being part of the crowd that shouted ole 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 oh it was so fun and then tim i know you're gonna not like me for this but just keep in mind it was just it was just what was going on in the stands and it was the good feeling we were all having i don't know if you happen to notice this but the bowls both bowls the upper and the lower bowl were all doing the wave it was synchronized like and and we all did the wave ah yeah and it was Again. after nine goals tim it was yeah, after nine I... goals at that point nine Nine goals. Tim. Nine I goals is fun. I still will not be doing the wave after nine goals. I didn't really lift my butt out of the seat. I just put my hands up and down. <laughs> but it was fun. We had to do it. To each their own. We all we all have our own wave takes. Mine is it's just not fun. I don't like it. Well and I had to do it had to do it it was just the thing to do had to do it tim i'm i'm not gonna apologize there you go i i i won't i won't i won't i won't judge for the waves because a lot of uh sports twitter well my sports fandom twitter uh over the past couple months there's been a lot of judging and i'm kind of sick of it so i'm not going to judge you for doing the wave so that's my take do what you do. You know, when I went down to a game in in Nashville, all throughout the game and then after the game, people were making this like sound. They were doing it and it was like it was so weird. I didn't know if it was like supposed to be tiny meows cuz you know, it's the predators, it's a cat. But they would do it sure. on the street. They did it, you know, during the game and I didn't know exactly what it was and I'm like 
okay. Uh, I'd like to know what it is, but it sounds like it's this to me. I've heard it in a few other games too. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. You know, everybody does what they want to do. You know, I'm not personally, I don't really like seeing it, an octopus being thrown on the ice, but that's or a catfish for that matter. I don't want to see live or things that were once live thrown onto the ice, but yeah, that's fair. You know, but there, there's nothing I can do about that aside from physically. Don't they also drink beer off a catfish slide? In that, is that Nashville? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just can't even imagine, like, stuffing an octopus down my pants, taping it so it doesn't fall out, and then somehow or another pulling it out of my pants and hucking it onto the ice that is it's a special skill it's not one i want yeah, that's to that's next that's next level it is it is all right so the next game was actually monday night which is oh it was last night yeah yes we're recording on tuesday uh last night bruins played against the winnipeg jets which if you remember correctly it was one of their worst games of the year when they played in Winnipeg just before the winter break. Uh, yes, they lost five to one. Yes, it was terrible. I mean, the Bruins barely showed up to play and Montgomery was really pissed. And I'm happy to report that the, the final of yesterday's game was not five to one. It was four to one and it was in favor of the Bruins this time. It was. Jack kept taunting us throughout the game, saying that uh, Connor Hellebuck has not let in um, three goals at all this season or in the last 15 games, or I don't even know what it was, but that he was not likely to do that. And thankfully, he did. He certainly did. He did. I mean, uh, now, have you ever seen a picture of Connor Hellebuck? Uh, yes. Does he look like Satan? A little bit. He looks like he could play Satan on like a TV show. Yeah, yeah. He looks like Satan to me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could go with that. Yeah, yeah. So every time I see him, I, I'm a little creeped out, but that's okay. Oh, and he also has hell in his name, so Satan confirmed. Yeah. See, Satan, he might actually be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the beautiful thing about this game yesterday was that the Bruins scored early. And often, starting out with uh, Lauko, Grapes Boy. Yep. And now we, we do know the origin of the Grapes. Uh, basically, when he was playing soccer, let's try that again. When he was playing hockey as a youth, uh, he didn't want to peel the oranges because oranges are sticky and grapes were just a lot easier. So then... Um, he started bringing grapes to games in Providence because they didn't offer fruit, but he wanted a little bit of fruit. So he brought grapes. And then now he is uh, making the uh, Bruins dressing room a grape zone. So now other people are getting in on his grapes. So it's really wonderful. So I love it. And he left the Winnipeg Jets tasting sour grapes here, scoring that first goal. Have you ever had grapes in a freezer? Yes. Oh, so good. They're so good. 
I actually prefer grapes to be frozen and then you you eat them. It's like a little slush. There, there's that. something that I've also tried um, that was really good. Um, is if you take the grapes and on half of it you dip it in uh, chamoy and tahini and then freeze it. Hmm. It's very good. It's very very good. And I'm not one who likes very many spices and things like that, mm-hmm. but it is very good. They go to they go together well. Kind of like watermelon goes well with both. It's very mm-hmm. good. Oh, excellent! Yeah, it's a sweet and spice. That's a that's a nice combination. Excellent. Well, good. See, here we are. We're bringing you grape fra- facts right here on this podcast. Uh, I wonder if we should bring them to Jakob Lauko. We'll see. I can't call him Jacob. I'm sorry. It's Jakob. It's Jakob. It is. It is. So then, uh, I forgot the Nemestikov is still a thing. He's been in the league and out of the league and back in the league. Ugh. So at first they were saying it was Demello's, but then they said it was Nemestikov's goal. It was somebody. Somebody scored it on the on the Jets. Bleh. Bleh. Even strength four sixteen one one. And then Charlie Coyle, who has now scored. The most goals he's ever scored as a Bruin. 17 goals from uh from the defensive pair of uh Carlo to Hin- uh Lindholm to Coyle. Uh he uh made it 2-1 at 1826 in that that second period uh first period. No, second period. Derg. No. First. first there was there was no scoring in the second. I know. I'm looking at the app right now. Okay, first. It was the first period. Duh. Okay. Yeah. The second period was weird because there were... Bruins caught up on their shots, but the Jets seemed to be like... I think they took like maybe three shots, maybe five shots all period. I could say that right now. Shots. Oh, yeah. They took four shots in the second period. So, yeah, you know, the first period they took six. Second, they took four. And so the Bruins had taken five and ten. So, yeah. So it was like the Bruins were leading shots 15 to 10 at that point. And then the Jets turned it on in the third period. They took 11 shots to the Bruins six. Not a lot of shots for this game. No. 20 piece at the end. Yeah, that's not very, that's, especially nowadays, that's, that's very low. But it worked in the Bruins' favor because they won the game. Yeah. So, it's Their not the end of shots, it's the quality. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, so then, okay, in the third period, we had... A shorty. Yep, we had a shorty because at 14.06, Hampus Lincoln is called for interference, I think. Uh, Yep, interference against Ifalo. So, yes, he's called for interference. So then, Jake scores in that period of time shorthanded goal it was gorgeous um three games in a row now uh they scored yeah yeah good for him um so three to one at that point and then uh within the last minute of the game you know the captain had to get on the board uh he even strength four uh one is the total i mean he got a uh he scored his 21st. So this is like his, like, I don't know how many, 10 years 
of 20 plus goals or something some ridiculous number so, so, yeah it's it's something like that brad has uh done quite a bit uh, you know i think he you know he's he's just in this uh this past uh week or two uh scored his 900th plus points you know so that's great he's on the verge of a thousand games as a bruin it's just amazing yeah. I, I could look up all this stuff for you, but I'm not going to do that right now. I'll be more complete for next week. But yeah, so good wins, solid wins. Good to see the team coming back together a little bit. Uh, I know that Shattenkirk was out last night with something. So we had Park, uh, Parker Watherspoon factoring back in. The Bruins just weren't really in any danger of losing that game, except for in the third period when it seemed like the Jets were coming on and the Bruins were stalling out for for the first part of the period. But then they put on the afterburners and it all worked out. So it's good to see all of this happening now. I'm very happy, as I'm sure you are. Oh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, it's nice to see the Bruins win like that. And fun fact, too, going back to Brad Marchand, John Buchagross tweeted out something that has people talking that Brad he thinks that Brad Martian is going to be a Hall of Famer. Ooh. Well, I mean, if and... you if you consider what he's done against other Bruins players who are also in the in the Hall of Fame, I'm yep. talking like Cam Neely, uh, for sure. Well, yeah, absolutely. He has more points than Cam Neely did, I think, or he's getting up there. But yeah, he's. Uh, I I hope so. Brad's definitely earned it. I mean, he's he's got like nine hundred and four or nine hundred and six points at this point. I mean, if he plays another couple seasons, he'll hit that a thousand mark pretty easily. A thousand points. Uh, he's got a cup. Does, was he on a gold medal team for the Olympics for Canada? Probably I at some so. point. Yeah. So like he's got all those achievements, you know, I mean, and now he's got captain of the Boston Bruins under his belt, captain of a original six. You've got to seriously say, yeah. How, would you, how would you feel about Marshy winning the cup uh, as a captain, as opposed to, Patrice not being able to do that. So I would think I I wouldn't it wouldn't be something I would hold against Patrice in right. terms of accolades or things like that. In terms of like how happy I'd be, I'd be so pumped because it would kind of come full circle because he was a rookie the year that they won and he was like, you know, a bottom line guy, um a, a pest kind of a grinded out dude and then come full circle and win again as a captain that would be really freaking cool i think that would be really cool i really love brad's work ethic i love how he has taken direction from both chara and bergeron as a how to be as a player uh and as a person and how he is his own captain I love all of that stuff about yep. him. 
I think that if people just stopped looking purely at the stuff he does on the ice and just looked at him as as who he is as a person, they would actually really like him. I because it's like there are so many players that I see who are dirtbags on the ice, and I know that they're not necessarily dirtbags in real life. You know, like Tom Wilson, although Tom Wilson has cleaned up his game quite a bit. Um, but I don't think he's a dirtbag as a person. I just think on the ice, he was. I think he's less so now. But I also think that if he's going to hit you, make sure you have your head up. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because he's going to hit you. And that's how it is. But, uh, yeah. I love Brad. I'm not going to... Uh, not going to deny that, and I don't even need to get into more detail about that. No, I think Brad's, and I think Brad is a very—he's a great representative of not only of the Boston Bruins, not only on the ice but off the ice. I think, like, I think that's he's—he's he's very much—he's very much a good person. He's very much an ally to people. He's very much just all of that. And that's something that players should look up to. Yep. And yep. kids and people like he, 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 he definitely, he definitely cares. And I think a lot of that is probably, I think some of that is probably Brad and Patrice being friends and Patrice rubbing off on him a little bit. Um, because we know that Patrice is the same way. But I just think that Brad's a good person. I do. I think that he's a good representative of the team, of the city. And I'm I'm just I'm glad that he's I hope I hope that he spends his entire career in Boston. I don't really foresee him leaving Boston at all now that he's the captain and stuff like that. I feel like the Bruins are gonna be like when he retires it's gonna be a Bruin. Um, and it's nice to know that, like, he's going to be probably his entire career with the Bruins. Yeah, I I love that myself. I I love seeing players stick with one team forever. Um, it's very hard yeah. to do, but on both sides. But uh, it's something that's really super special. And I think that, um, you know, it's uh, it's got to be special to the players too when that can happen. So yeah. I, I hope it stays that way. I I want Brad to stay. But yeah, this week, whew, two hat tricks, lots of wins, definitive wins against good teams. I I think that's the biggest thing. Against good teams. Getting wins against good teams is nice. Yeah. And beating on the Habs because it's always a glorious day to hate the Habs. It is. Always. 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 All right, so let's talk about what's happening in the near future. This will take us out through, well, what turns out to be the Bruins' bye week, essentially. It's all-star break and bye week combination, I think. Uh, oh, okay. It's the all-star break. It's the bye week. It's the combination all-star break and bye week. Oof. Okay. It's, the commercial, it's the yeah. Break. It's... <laughs> well, I told you about that that song. Uh, it, let's see. Um, I'm at the Pizza Hut. I'm at the Taco Bell. I'm at the combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Well, this is, it's the all-star break. It's the bye week. 
I'm at the combination all-star break and bye week. And it's, I'm at the football game. I'm at the grocery store. Yep. I'm at the combination football game and grocery store. Yep. 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 That commercial. Just every time it's on. That yep. song gets stuck in my head. Yeah. I love the original. The original was, was really great. So, um, because I heard that on TJ uh, Connolly's uh, um, a radio station, uh, what's it called? Uh, Uncertain FM. He's the DJ for the Bruins and the Patriots. So, um, so he was playing that one time, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love this song! It's just fun to sing it." You know. Anyway, so in the upcoming week, we have starting tomorrow night, Wednesday. January 24th. Oh my god, can you believe it's the 24th of January already? Oh, I cannot. I It's like 2 weeks till my birthday. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, very exciting. Um yeah, okay. So, tomorrow night, guess who who they're playing, Tim? Now I'm going to tell you, it's not Colorado, it's not Columbus, but it is Carolina. It's Carolina. It's the first game of the season between these two clubs and i'm gonna tell you something i wish that we had faced them earlier in the season when they sucked more uh <laughs> fair i do too yep uh it is a 7 30 p.m start which means it's on tnt only thing i like <clears throat> the only thing i like about that broadcast is brian boucher and that's because he's from rhode island but he grew up a Habs fan, so whatever. Anyway, then we can... I think, that, I think that also means if you have HBO Max, you can watch it on that. That's... Is it to the TNT, TNT games that are on that? That is very true, Tim. Thank you for telling us. That is very true. Very true. Um. Oh, no. What did you do? Why did you do that? Don't do that. Okay. Sorry. Talking to my phone. Uh, anyway. So, yep. Uh, you can see it on TNT, HBO Max. There you go. On Thursday, January 25th, the Bruins will be leaving home and flying to Frigid, uh, Ontario, up to Ottawa to take on the Senators for... Have they met this time this uh, at all this year? I don't feel like they have, but I feel like they have. I don't know. Anyway, they're going to be taking on the Senators and... Um, yeah, that's the thing that's happening. No, this is the this is the first game against the Senators too. Jeez, like I feel like last year they played all of their games against the Senators like in a month, and we never saw them again. <laughs> yeah, it's true, and they, they don't play them again until March. So, oh, that's great. That's fantastic. What a dumb schedule. Anyway, back to backs. They are back. And then on Saturday, the 27th of January, the Bruins are playing a huge manatee game. This time it's in Philadelphia at 1230. It's a weird time. Is that the first game against the Flyers this season too? It is. It is. I know. I'm excited for it because, uh, one, I like torts. I'm like one of the few people who likes torts. Uh, two, gritty at home. Love gritty, right? Gritty is love. I love gritty. And then right. um, uh, number three, 
it might be pasta hat trick time because he scores lots of hat tricks against the Flyers. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, he's guaranteed to score at least one goal, maybe two, maybe three. So I'm yep. looking forward to that. Well, also, you know, something interesting about Torts. Oh, yes. You mean Black Bear Great? Really? I, I knew, yeah. I think I knew that. I think I knew that. He and his brother both played at UMaine. Interesting. Do you and know- I think his brother's an assistant coach for Harvard still or something. Something like that. Yeah. He might be. Here's another interesting fact about, uh, fact about John Tortorella. He's from Concord, Mass. Oh, well, there you go. Hey, it's not very far from here. Um, I think Steve Carell is either from Concord or Acton. Not sure. They're very close. They're both very close to here. But one of them is a hockey careerist and the other is not. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, I like I like Torts. Uh, Of course, you know, his charity work is fantastic. It is. It truly is. So um, and there was an article on uh, NHL dot com about tortorella i recommend going and finding that that uh, article and reading it about him because uh he is uh, a really sweet guy except when he's at work uh, when he's working with his teams and stuff like that he's got to be he's got to have some tough love okay that's how it is so but even the people who work with him in the facilities and stuff like that say he's a sweetheart so there you go Okay, yeah, so that's basically going to cover games until after the All-Star break because the Bruins will go on, uh, they go on break um, after that game against Philadelphia. And then... Oh, wow. Yeah. The Sentient Boat Shoe, we'll be able, we'll, he'll be, we'll be running into him. Oh, my God, the Sentient Boat Shoe. Man, I almost forgot about that. We we had a moratorium on calling him that, and now we can go back to calling him that. So, yep. yeah, there we go. All right, there we go. All right, Tim, I think we're just going to wrap it up. Yeah. All right. So we are uh, very. Uh, thank you for listening to Barely in Topic. We know that you have plenty of podcasts to listen to. Listens to. Boy, oh boy, I'm not good at this. We know you have plenty of podcasts to listen to, and we're thankful that you have chosen us. Now, you can find us everywhere you can find your podcasts. I'm sure you already know that because you're listening to us. But if you do want to contact us, you can get us at uh, Barely on Topic. It's Barely on Topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. on twitter i'm not calling it x uh you can talk to us on facebook at barely and barely on topic podcast you can also get us at our individual handles on twitter i'm not calling it x uh i am at va from ri i am at tim a richardson um jeff is at dr hand grenade aid and nick is at nick baggio Correct. Correct. And uh, that's it. Thank you.